Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited podcast where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local movie theater. Your movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. Darling. And uh, myself. Today uh, we're going to lead with a kind of state of the union address. We're, uh, let's say, two months and change into the sick, sad, fucked up uh, project. Trying to watch every movie that hits the theaters. Um, I think this is about the point where mental fatigue sets in. And we can kind of uh, assess where we're at. To that point... We have five movies to talk about this week. <laughs> um, we, we were looking at Don't Worry, Darling, Silent Twins, Run the Bases, See How They Run, and uh, uh, Clerks 3. Not all of us have got to see all of them, so we'll, we'll, we, we had to split up into separate missions on this one. That's that's how severe everything's getting. I'll, uh, Justine, how are you feeling about this process? Um, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot, and um, there's some times when it's like, oh, does this movie come out streaming? Can we just stay home and yeah. watch this movie, please? <laughs> I think the going to the theater is a bit much. It starts to not be fun to sit down for a long time yeah. in those chairs. I remember early on, uh, probably the second week or maybe even the third week, Colin sent a text to everybody and said, I meant to go to work today. I found myself in the parking lot of the movie theater because <laughs> you yeah. just instinctively drove there. Right, right. I mean, we're, we're talking about that was a couple months ago at this yeah. point. Have you had any sort of incident like that where you just kind of blanked out? And No. I mean, for me, I'd say I adapt to circumstances fairly yes. well, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. I hesitate to say addictive, but like <laughs> yes. I've gone through these phases before with movies where I just get really into just pure quantity right mm-hmm. like i'm not getting any smarter i'm not like watching smart movies or like movies that require a lot of analysis or like learning anything about film or anything like that just right. pure fucking volume and i've been like this before i had to like drag myself out and i now i'm i'm right back in that mindset where like i kind of feel weird if i don't watch a movie a yep. day you know and yeah like, it's almost competitive now just looking through like my log, like I'm just padding the stats. There's like days where I've watched four movies just to get the numbers up, which isn't really the point of the experiment, but it's just like the competitive nature that kind of gets in there. I'm like, I'm going to watch one more movie than Dylan today. I have the opposite where it's like, I know I have to watch five movies. I can't watch them on my own. My backlog of movies I want to see is just ever growing. I don't have the headspace for it. It used to be that way for me, but yeah. since we started the experiment, I mean, the list is gone because <laughs> of the weird obsessive thing where it's like, oh, we're doing this? Well, then I'm going to really do it. Right. It's messed up. Definitely never right. watched this many current movies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, Nor should you. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I was in my deep phase, it would be like, you know, horror movies or whatever. Yeah. But my um, stamina is built up for film-length entertainment. I'm like, let's watch some horror movies on Tubi. Let's, uh, we watched Little Shop of Horrors, the 80s one, which I've never seen before. Fucking amazing. Yeah, That's what's frustrating is you watch, like, really good movies, and then <laughs> you end up in the theater watching whatever the hell yeah. is coming out now. It can be a bit frustrating. Dylan, I'm, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? with all this oh i'm not worried about colin oh well how about yourself like have you been doing okay with everything you are in a lot of ways you are the og cinema snob critic of nostalgia the og guy with the glasses you you like going to the theater more than anyone yeah i know yeah ever i mean look i i still enjoy it my only gripe is that it affects my schedule a lot right like Like a lot a lot yeah. Yeah. Because like sometimes I'm like, damn it, I'd rather just go to the gym or fuck, right. I'm not going to be able to wake up early enough to do this or that. I'm going to pass out till 2 p.m. Other than that, I still like going to the movies. Uh, I still love watching these films. Unlike you guys, or most of you guys, some of you guys, one of you guys, I only like all these movies. Yeah. That's I enjoy you. every single one. <laughs> You're kind of particular in that way. Like you enjoy movies. Yeah. You know, like when the Hulk is like, oh no, Cap, I'm always angry. It's like, no, yeah. I'm always, I'm always liking these movies. I'm always right. liking movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, whatever. Oh well, yeah, get, yeah. No. I get scared, but fuck, I, that was a good movie, I guess. I mean, it's not necessarily the quality of the movie, though. It's just the length of time 
intake in watching these things. Yeah, that that gets me sad sometimes. How much? How's your popcorn intake like these days? I've been trying to cut. Yeah, and then like but, it gets hard. I know, especially when it's like a like what I would assume a bad movie. Like one of the movies we saw this week, which was um, Running the Bases. Right. I was like, I'm gonna go get popcorn. Screw yeah. It. So, other than that, my popcorn intake has been cut in half, sorta. I'll still be eating popcorn. I, I'm not a huge popcorn person, especially not a huge popcorn person at the theater, possibly because I just never go to the theater that much. Right. But it's like I've definitely recognized that if something is boring, it is way better to have popcorn. Yeah, there. exactly. It kind of gives you something to do mm-hmm. or to think about. I don't know. Yeah, you'd rather eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to go maybe once every couple months or you know maybe once a month at best prior to the experiment and i always looked at the snacks as kind of like not a cheat meal but like a, a reward you know right. so i was like okay yeah I can special get occasion yeah yeah, 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 yeah i was like i can get the large icy and the medium popcorn and this is going to be fantastic and it's not going to really mess with my life but when you kind of like get into that ritual and then you start seeing five movies a week <laughs> You, I mean, like that's been the big challenge. I think practicing some discipline. Popcorn around, you smell it. You're like, God damn. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, there's a Slurpee machine outside. You'd rather get that <sighs> yeah. than drink fucking three cans of Lacroix that you just snuck in through your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, you've always been into like the theater experience specifically. Mm-hmm. How do you still rate your enjoyment on that one? I still like it. Yeah. Um, I don't hate going to the theaters. Funny enough, everyone. There's some movies that we saw for this podcast that I went back to watch it in theaters like a second time. Right. Obviously not with the same group with other like other friends yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I seriously have no problem going back to the same theater I just went to to watch Nope and then watch Nope again like a week later. I don't know if it's the theater I like or just not looking at my phone for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When I'm watching a brain scan on Tubi, like that phone's out for a lot of it. Whereas if I'm at the theater, I'm watching the movie and I don't care. I'm not taking my phone out. So in a way, I think maybe my enjoyment of the quote unquote cinema experience is a little bit of just like putting down the goddamn fucking phone fleet yeah. and just kind of decompressing a little in that regard. Just focusing, you know? Tonight when we got in there, I kind of like put my shoulders back in the seat. I was like, right. okay, I'm going to try to like just relax, relax. The movie didn't really yes. <laughs> help me out with that one. But um, yeah, you're right, absolutely right. To put your phone away and just like sit in the dark and watch something with, with full focus. Something I think that, yeah, I've gotten completely away from right. you know, in recent years. I would like to believe that this would like kind of give me focus in other areas of life, but it absolutely has not. I would no. say there's no skill I've gained that has really translated to any other area of life. It is just uh, a skill into itself. I don't think I've gained any knowledge about movies i don't think i'm like more qualified right. to offer opinions on movies you know if anything i think it like it fries your brain somewhat to take them in that quick succession i do think with music there is amount of like just time spent that you need to put into it that will really like dig your brain into it but with movies it's a little different i think maybe i would probably benefit from like some courses or something to help me grow in some regard in terms of understanding like i don't know lighting and stuff yeah i don't know that it's just a matter of time i know? did take courses in school so i do have some of that background but i think i'm more effective at looking at a movie that way if i space them out it's also if you're studying something that's quality right then you can learn from it so that you see you know this is how it goes <laughs> from this i think that we definitely have learned even if you don't feel like it you know when it's bad right (laughs) pretty quick oh man Mm -hmm. why is this bad well it lagged here it should have been edited down here it was way too long this dialogue was clunky the mix was way too loud you know like there's things that you pick up on that makes sense but like it doesn't feel like yeah. you're getting better in real time i guess I don't, and i don't know if you can like if people will take you more seriously where it's like oh you know film yeah i watched a bunch you know? <laughs> you'll catch some good ones sure but just watching fucking random ass bullshit is uh yeah that's rotting my brain for sure <laughs> well speaking of brain rot let's uh let's go to the movie we just watched right now <laughs> okay uh, we're fresh from the theaters there's two movies we went uh, all in on as a group don't worry, darling, and see how they run. We'll lead with "Don't worry, darling" because uh, I think the consensus is this was the big yeah. drag. Uh, "Don't worry, darling" is a film directed by Olivia Wilde, starring uh, Harry Styles 
and some other people that don't matter because they're not Harry Styles. It's a little a bubble community living a step for wives sanitized existence, but slowly cracks start to appear in the veneer with the world that they inhabit. And um, it is uh, agonizing waiting <laughs> for them to figure it out. I mean, I guess it's, you know it from the trailers and everything. You know something's up. Don't go beyond this certain boundary of town. That's the one rule. It's like, okay, we're getting villaged. That's fine. So it's really drawn out. And um, it, it's weird because it's like very fetishistic of a certain kind of a person who has only grown up in a world with Lana Del Rey in it, you know, a very specific kind of fetishization of quote unquote 50s culture, even though like half of the shit involved is completely anachronistic time wise, but whatever. So yeah, you're you're just watching uh, someone's fantasies on screen for a long time. Were, were you guys uncomfortable with the glorification of uh, just high-waisted good hairline man whores and uh, girls in vintage dresses. Kind of uncomfortable to watch after a while, right? I mean, like, it's right. been done. Step for wives exists, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I guess it's nice to see in the same way that people like Mad Men. Like, oh, here's nice furniture. Yeah. Here's nice, you Mid-century. know, outfits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. fixation. So it's like, but, sure. Like people, but you? I actually was a little surprised that I wasn't impressed by anything on right. screen. Right. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do like that, um, you know, design era uh, for a lot of things, and it was pretty underwhelming. But I guess for a movie that all you want to say is, look at this vintage. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, it all doesn't matter, really. It just kind of blurs together. Yeah, the, the house itself, you know, in architecture circles, it's like lauded as like, hey, this is a fantastic building. And the movie's actually the first time you get to see certain parts of the interior. It's never been shown, oh, yeah? you know. So that's like, that's a novel. That's, there's probably like a small percentage of people. That's why they went to see the movie. Yeah. The other portions are like Harry Styles. They did a good job in terms of bringing together all these elements to get people in the theater to see it. But then they sure. ultimately didn't deliver. Like what was agonizing for me was just... Uh, the writing and just getting the audience to care a modicum about it. Like right. I didn't care at all. It felt like a slog more than any movie we've seen so far. Like we watched Medieval recently and right. that was not like a great movie by any means, but right. I just personally enjoy seeing woodsy areas and yeah. you know medieval shit. <laughs> you know, I can kind of forgive any of the faults of the movie because I just like looking at that shit. And mm-hmm. so this movie, I'm like, this is just some shit that someone likes to look at. Very much so not me, because I just think fucking 50s Americana shit is boring. This movie was just repetitive in that it it showed itself to you about eight times. It kept showing the same scenes <sighs> right. over and over. And then just, you know, that was like a storytelling device that ended up just making the movie way too long and unenjoyable for me. Dylan, you wore your Tribly. Uh, you corrected me because I thought it was a fedora and you told me it was a... Yeah, it was a Tribly. Trilby. 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 And like a vest. And you got really dressed up for this. You, what was that guy you had me playing on the way there? Was it the chairman of the board? Oh, yeah. Frank Sinatra. Okay, yeah. yeah. Old blue eyes. Yeah. Oh, but um, just to answer your question, I wasn't bothered. No. Okay, you enjoyed it then. Yeah. Yeah, because that's your thing. You're, yes. You're, you're, a, you're a swinging cat. Yeah, I did have like a nice button-up. Right. Slacks. Loafers. I was just chilling. That yeah. was my relaxing night. We're watching a movie Friday night. What Gotta do, dap her up. You make mixed drinks. I brought some martinis. Yeah. It was good times. I'll say this. I liked watching it in, I think, the intended audience, which is like a room full of teenage girls. You know, like giggling when uh, Harry Styles gave that lady head, you know? Yeah. I think we saw it with the real intended audience, which is teenagers. I was telling Colin, like, I don't think we would have been able to watch it at home. We saw it with the best group of people we right, could have right. possibly done it with. Mostly teenage girls. Yeah, that just were there for Harry Styles. Yes. We give a fuck about anything <laughs> else. And it still didn't work. You know, like how when we went to see um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot with right. like all Kevin Smith fans, and it was like a great time. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like we went to go see it with like Harry Styles heads, you yeah. know, maybe Olivia Wilde fans. I don't know. That was definitely like the most well-attended uh, screening we've seen in the, in the experiment, and it, it, it didn't work. Are you sure? I mean, I was listening to everybody groan throughout the whole movie. They weren't groaning. That was moaning. <laughs> you, you deaf? Bro, you, well, that 12-minute sequence where Harry Styles was spinning around on stage and dancing. Oh, like, my Yeah, God. no, th- those girls were eating it up. 
I think this audience was down. No, no way. Yeah. No, you just didn't like it. Every, the people, which was me, Colin, Justine, <laughs> and everyone else in the theater, were in. Maybe that one single old man that was in there wasn't liking it either. But Are you gaslighting me like the main character? No, Am I, I just think you weren't paying attention. They were legit like 16-year-old girls like down. Wanted her to just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Stay there. Stay there. Yes, go hang out with fucking Harry Styles. I think you mistake teenagers looking at their phones and like Constantly. being distracted as like disinterest. That's just resting mode. No, I rarely like am checking my watch during a, a movie. This was a lot and I checked it pretty often and it was only like two hours and four minutes. That's still long. I know it's so long, long, but Especially it the last 20 minutes super is long. easy fucking And I think that it's because it kept showing you the same thing. Bro, so many soirees. Here she is cooking stuff yeah, and cleaning stuff right. and i get it you're supposed to be like yeah. oh to be this kind of lady like you just do the same thing I every guess. day you showed that in the first scene and we got it we understand we know this trope <laughs> isn't it cool how like showgirls can kick their legs around and it looks like your eye <laughs> oh God, you know i'll say I'll, I'll i'll be real honest with you guys i'll be i'll be vulnerable right now okay like as a teenager, I have very vivid memories of watching Fight Club in the theater. A teenage boy watching Fight Club in the theater and being like fucking stoked, right? That movie worked for me in terms of being uh, deep and edgy and like saying something about <laughs> society. I was in high school and it fucking worked. I think pretty quickly I grew like two extra brain cells and I was just like, oh yeah, okay, maybe it's not a real profound statement here, you know, uh, but... I think this movie is for young girls with a lot of skinny women and vintage dresses pinned to their uh, Pinterest board. This is for them what Fight Club was for me. And it's like a lot of sizzle, no steak, a lot of pseudo intellectual, like I'm 14 and this is deep, thinly, thinly, thinly veiling an excuse to just look at pretty people. That's another thing. You know what? I, I said this about The Invitation. These are the things you notice from watching enough of these movies. But if it's just pretty people all the time, everywhere, this is like a teenager movie. That's what distinguishes it. I mean, I would say that that actually fits this film. If all these ladies are being locked up, you uh -huh. know, then it's like, okay, well, these are going to be people that people are fantasizing about. You right. Know, that, that's why they're all like that. And then there is a vetting process, apparently, that they go through to be even part of the program. So it's curated, you know. And a physical alteration, too. And that's true. Yeah. And that brings me to uh, my, my big takeaway from the movie, which is like a lot of people spend times living in a different time period in their head, you know, just in terms of like what they're obsessed with and what they romanticize in the film, right? It's like computer enhanced matrix stuff, you know, and they do spend some time saying all of this shit is not healthy to obsess over. And it's actually really bad and really gross and only exists as a fantasy, which is a true and accurate statement so they're they're responsible in that regard but it's also a lot of fucking time spent fetishizing all of the shit that they're saying is kind of bad it's very much like a women in prison movie or so or like some kind of exploitation film it's just like 90 minutes of gore and violence and nudity and and you know exploitation but then at the very like last minute the main guy that's been doing all this stuff to the people he dies thus we're saying it's bad but you just made a movie where we're spending a whole lot of time looking at it and, and, and getting into it. So Yeah, maybe it is an exploitation movie, but where they messed up is they made it too long. You know, if they would have brought it down to maybe 80 minutes. It's too long for you because you don't care about seeing Harry Styles eat pussy on screen for another no, I 15 care about minutes. I, I, we all care about yeah, watching Harry yeah. Styles eat pussy. But I'm just saying, if you just want to see more of that, like you're probably stoked. I'm probably the only person in this room that has seen Harry Styles live. I will I will point that out. So my friend, when you accuse you me of not <laughs> enjoying watching Harry Styles eat pussy for 15 minutes, yeah. It feels long and unnecessary and stupid if it's not something you're interested in. But I think this is probably something that a very specific person is very interested in. Don't, I didn't see that Booksmart movie. Did you see that? Yeah. So the, the lady that wrote the screenplay for this also wrote that. Mm -hmm. And Olivia Wilde was in both of them? Uh, she directed both. Okay. And so I was like, well, maybe she just has a really bad writer. Like, the, how was Booksmart? The tone for Booksmart is, like, way different than this one. Uh -huh. Booksmart is, like, a, 
the super bad of 2019. Oh, right, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like those two girls that were like graduating high school pitched as like a super bad comedy. Was it funny? <sighs> uh, no, I, I, I'm just trying to remember. I remember, I remember liking it. Yeah, I yeah. I remember liking it. Right, right. And I remember laughing at some parts because there was like a funny character. Uh, only knowing that Olivia Wilde directed both, but I would have never guessed they were the same writer. I just felt like too many movies at yeah. once. If all they were going for was like, okay, here's a lady. She's stuck in this messed up, repetitive uh, life where she doesn't get to do anything on her own. That's one movie. But then there's like this weird stuff happening. Oh, it's mind control. Is it? Oh, no. There's this guy that has her trapped. Like, obviously, you've seen... M. Night Shyamalan movies. Right. Like, we get right. it. It's trying to do too many twists at once. And it just falls apart. It took three people to write that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just the one writer. At no point did we laugh. Other than laughing at the film. No. Yeah. They, they did not make us laugh. We, we didn't laugh with it. We laughed at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's because it's a serious fucking commentary about our, our culture. <laughs> and Serious commentary about rubbing meat yeah. and no, pouring what was, coffee. What was the one part we laughed at? Just when he started dancing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, so bad. We were like, what is he doing? I was, yeah. In my head, I was like, oh, no, he's controlling him with that ring. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, so fuck. I was like, this is how this movie's working. They give yeah. him the ring, and now he's controlling him like a monkey. That would have been a movie. Right. <laughs> but we already made the Truman Show. Uh, it already yeah. exists. So don't worry, darling. Final wrap up. Um, are we concerned? Or are we just not going to pay attention? Are we going to live in a world where uh, Harry Styles gives us oral? Or are we going to uh, go back into reality where we work 30-hour shifts as a nurse? Me? I'm not going to worry about it. You're going to stay in? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out. Okay. By which I mean not going to watch the movie. Right. So that instead of being inside, <laughs> yes. being a part of that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on the outside <laughs> hanging out with dirty Harry Styles. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Grimy what, and sell Harry Styles. Is it good or getting out is bad? Dylan. It's interpretation. Don't overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting some ambiguity where this <laughs> film was afraid to do. getting out, but it means we liked it. Oh, okay, genius. You don't like it? Give me something. Oh, I've lost on your... All right. Well, then you... What's your thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, are you going to entrap your partner into this world? Right. And then die in it? Meaning it's bad? You don't know anything. Yeah, you don't have anything better. You are you going to rub meat for the rest of your life? <laughs> or are you going to... Um, be a nurse? Or be a nurse. <laughs> and like it. And like actually like, live in the real world. Okay, I'm, I don't yeah. know what's good or bad. <laughs> okay, so if you stay in... Yes. Then you're a part of the fantasy world. And you like it. you want to be in the movie. If you unplug from the you Matrix. unplug, it means you're not... In the fantasy world right. of the movie. So you're not going to watch it. I'll correct mine then to say that I'm unplugging. But I would, if I given the choice, I'm going to get my box <laughs> macked by Harry Styles uh, in real life. But for the sake of the discussion of the movie, I'm, I'm unplugging from the Matrix. I'm going to slip my throat, throw myself off the roof, and hope that Harry Styles blows me on the way down. <laughs> I'm staying in, dude. Yeah. I love the movie. The movie was good. I liked it. Like, you know, like, sure, like, it sucks. You have to rub meat all day. But, like, whatever, dude. You, you live for free and you're going to have free food or whatever. Yeah, I know. That's the fucking, that's why it's so muddled. It's like. And clothes. What's, what's you the downside exactly? Let's talk about a movie that did have some focus. It did have some writing chops. See how they run. A mystery film set in uh, England. Post-World War II England. Is centering around a murder, a series of murders that happens around a Agatha Christie play. And um, Brent, this is your favorite movie. You sell the people on it. This one, uh, this exists within the Agatha Christie verse. The name itself uh, was taken from uh, Three Blind Mice, which is a 1995 play by Philip King that was adapted into this film. The only other people in this movie theater were about 15. Uh, people they're probably like older than sixty, I imagine, right? Yeah. Um, we speculated they're either an old theater troupe that was getting back together, you know, to go witness, you know, a movie about a play, or they were Agatha Christie book club members because of, like of how intently they were discussing what happened in this. Um, so many Agatha Christie references, and yeah. So in this in this movie, you've got uh, Tom George directing, who was a BBC episodic TV director, written by his buddy at the BBC, Mark Chappell. These are like this is kind of like their breakout um, film. That explains the the witty banter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you've got Sam Rockwell as your lead, playing Inspector 
Stoppard. Uh, you, of course, known him from Vice, Moon, Frost Nixon, and Jojo Rabbit. And then this is a, a tough name to pronounce. Maybe you guys know it. Uh, Saïs <laughs> Ronan? You know? Saoirse. Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. She plays Constable Stalker. Uh, you've seen her in Lady Bird, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, tons of roles. She was in um, Little Women. Yeah, exactly. She was in uh, The French Dispatch. You've got Adrian Brody as Leo Kopernik and uh, Ruth Wilson as Petula Spencer, the the show producer. This is an ensemble film, so you've got a ton of other people. The characters are based on real people. For instance, Richard Attenborough is in it. He's the male lead in the play, which is called The Mousetrap. You've got Sheila Slim, his wife and co-star. John Wolfe, who's the producer and film executive. Mervyn Cocker-Norris is the screenwriter in the film. Uh, Dennis is the usher. <laughs> Just Dennis. And uh, you've got Gio. He's the uh, hothead oaf in the film. And then, of course, Agatha Christie herself. Most of these character names tie back to Agatha's personal life or her other works. For instance, one of the dentist names in the scene where uh, the constable is lying to like his partner. Ring the doorbell. Yeah. If you're looking at the names of the dentists, one of the dentists is from another... Agatha Christie story, there's a part where uh, one of the characters says, well, it's not Hamlet describing the play. And then if you go within Hamlet itself, the third act of Hamlet is called The Mousetrap. So you just kind of have this like snake eating its tail throughout the entire movie because there's all these references. Easter yeah. eggs for yeah, so Agatha heads. heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Christie um, minstrels are stoked. They wanted Hugh Grant and Kira Knightley, and they actually signed them up. But then when Disney acquired uh, 20th Century Fox, then they did the recast. That's how we ended up with... Saoirse. And Sam Rockwell. Well, I um, like them better. You know, like, you know the Hugh head? No. He hasn't done anything in a long time, I know. Right? This could have been his breakout. Oh, that's a bummer. But I really like Sam form. Rockwell. So. Yeah, Rockwell really put a lot into it. Yeah, he's he's not a British actor. He had to put that accent on, but he was trying to figure out what to base that on. He ended up coming down on Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau from A Shot in the Dark. Uh, I got to gotta pull your card on this one, Brent. You're actually wrong. This was based off of uh, Zootopia. He based his character <laughs> on the fox, and then Saoirse based her character on the bunny rabbit. True. You know, I thought I could slip that right I know. By. No, we're, no, 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 no. Man, we're, you talk about... Yeah. yeah, here's the thing. You talk about how... We're like, yeah, cinephiles here. Yeah, we you, you watch all these movies and you think you're not learning anything, but my friend, you had that on deck. <laughs> um, delightful fucking film. I, I'm a sucker for whodunits. It might be my favorite genre. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, this one delivered on so many levels just because of all the Agatha Christie uh, Easter eggs and just... Right. I felt like the entire ensemble was into it. I felt like there was good chemistry between everybody involved. I liked everything about it. So what's it, what, what is required of an Agatha Christie fan? The, like, uh, you're reading books? Or? Well, I mean, yeah, growing up, read all the books. Uh, you they, read all of the books? Not all of them, but, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of Agatha Christie There's books. There's a plural? shitload. There, yeah, I've read plural Agatha Christie. Oh, God. That's fucking gnarly. I respect, I respect the shit out of that. that I'm, not, I'm not throwing shade. I just, like, was genuinely curious. Before I knew that this movie was about that, I heard, like, a piece of um, some NPR thing they were doing where they were interviewing somebody, but they were talking about Agatha Christie and... You know, go Agatha Christie, and I was like, I don't know one person who's ever read an Agatha Christie oh, book. Well, yes, you do. <laughs> and then, like, one of the people even like called in and was like, "How have I never heard of this? I'm 29 and I have never heard of <laughs> Agatha Christie. I love really? mysteries. I'm going to get yeah. into this." And I was like, "Yeah, like, is she alive? Like, I don't know anything great about questions. it." why they were interviewing whoever that was right, but, right. Uh, who knew it's probably still 100 level to be honest with you but yeah. i mean there's no one who is trying to like exploit or aestheticize or uh turn agatha christie into anything there's a pure ass fandom right there yeah i'm down yeah i like this one i don't i it's weird to not have anything to like note when a movie's perfectly presented tight dialogue little story keeps funny you on board yeah light maybe it's not anyone's favorite movie but it's delightful yeah but I, I do think it'll get mentioned i think it'll be rewatched plenty of times yeah, yeah no i think one's... uh they'll look at the dynamic between the leads and go this is brilliant right right like sam rockwell and what's her name Saoirse. Saoirse. yeah <laughs> fucking magic i like her 
and she I is like a, him. Yeah. She's been nominated for four Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And she hasn't won, but she mm. won a Golden Globe for something. But I mean, if you see what she's done, she's she's very good. She doesn't I, seem to pick duds. Yeah. Which no. is wild because was Rockwell and Brody have won Oscars? I fucking forgot Adrian Brody's in this. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. Also, I'll, I'll say this uh, for anybody out there that's like a lapsed Wes Anderson fan, <laughs> this will kind of spark those embers again for you. The way that the pacing is and the, the way that the characters interact with each other is very Wes Anderson. Very deliberate set design and color choices too. Yes. So maybe. I mean, this is just aggressively British dialogue, you know, so it's like exactly. all rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unnatural dialogue puts you into a kind of sort of a surreal space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the better aspects of his movies do. It's, they yeah. throw you in and you're, you're, you're along for the ride. And I think, yeah, this movie does that. You yeah. like that kind of dialogue a lot, right? I really do. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go into a whodunit wanted to see real people. <laughs> I wanted to see exactly, Mrs. Peacock. I want to see Colonel yeah, Mustard. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Dylan, did you enjoy this movie? Trick question. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, as a, the biggest fan of who did it movies, you know, it's yeah. like, I had to like it. Did you like it as a, did you do this movie? <laughs> I liked it as a stylistic movie. Uh, people got choked out. Adrian Brody got his tongue cut out. Mm. But I don't know what he did before that. He just got stabbed. Oh, no, he got hit in the head with the sewing machine. Me and me and Dylan were trying to work out a bit where we were just like, this movie sucked, just to piss you off. But, <laughs> yeah, you didn't piss me off because I, I, uh, I think he's... You he's, can't fuck with my joy about yeah, this movie, yeah, man. Yeah, I like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure. This is, this is Dylan doing a watered-down version of our of our fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Really sure. enjoyed oh, it. Oh, I, I really like whodunits. <laughs> Whatever. Scream. Sure. Who did that? The Shaggy and some other guy, some hot guy. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I couldn't write notes because I don't. Know, I didn't really know how to write notes for it. Yeah, we're we're here for it. I'll listen to your notes okay. anytime. Yeah. But were we supposed to be able to figure out who did it? Like, is that the point? I don't know what the point of like a, a, a did I do that? <laughs> it's always a minor. Did I do that? No, it's all. It's always a minor. A very, it's always a minor character and a minor little thing that you should have caught. And when we were exiting the theater, one of the older ladies, you know, she kind of pulled me aside. She goes, what'd you think? She's like, and, did you figure it out? I said, I said, I loved it. She goes, yeah, did you figure it out? I said, you know what? I felt really bad because I really should have honed in when the uh, when the usher, you know, like when, when he kind of showed his hand after the fact, it made sense. And I felt, yeah, like I felt like a dummy for not catching it when i should but have. it's kind of it's hacky because like they give it you more is. information so it? as it goes along and i think as a viewer you're not really respecting the film if you're trying to get ahead of it yes. you know mm-hmm. like just get along for the ride that's you know, where i'm at because yeah, yeah like, there's, quit there's being pedantic about that oh well i saw that this thing. and what what do you get at the end you fucking write down the name as soon as you get it and fold it up and put it in your pocket and then if that's the guy that did it you get to pull out the piece of paper see i knew the whole time like it's what like, do you yeah, get? like people on twitter when they're like they retweet something yeah. that they quote unquote predicted it's like well did you put money on it well no then you don't yeah get just, just enjoy it, the yeah. goddamn film for the yeah. film's sake you already know who did it yeah Columbo. well they show you that like, as soon as possible yeah <laughs> then you see you see how colombo figures it out but yeah I get, I get mad sometimes when i do figure out a movie like within the first yeah know, I mean that's this fucking that's that don't worry darling film where you're like oh they're villaging us and then yes. it's like yeah they are that's I think part of what made that movie feel so long is it's like get to the fucking part where you show that none of this shit's real come on we all fucking we know. All know I did talk to that lady the same lady oh you did yeah I was like she said the he same thing she, she was like did you like the movie he's like yeah yeah I like the movie <laughs> did, she, did she slap you with like a, uh, a glove no she went uh, did you guess yeah, I read the book. Sure. I <laughs> still fuck out. Yeah, I was wow. like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Do you think we're going to run into them again? It I might hope, get I hope. They were kind of cool. Weird. Yeah, they were badass. I don't know if I want to watch like a murder mystery with a bunch of old people or Harry Styles eat pussy with a bunch of teenage girls. But either way, I'm winning. Uh, <laughs> I'm win. going, That's a dub either I'm way. I'm going murder mysteries with old people every time. Uh, I would 
like a mix of both. If they make another <laughs> Agony Kristen movie with um, what's her Harry Styles, I would like to watch it. Yeah, old people and young girls would come out, and we would awkwardly have to watch Harry Styles. <laughs> the, the you know the overlap is both of them would really enjoy the old him old timey dancing to like oh. big band music. Oh, that's that's, true. that's, that, that's where they yeah. all can like you know grab hands. And they on all might actually like the parts with. where he's uh, eating girls out. Yeah, well, if I, they just constantly put him in movies, you like, get typecast. <laughs> It's like a, a kind of lingus master. All right, mate. I'll eat her out. Hey, get her up all. here. Get over here, lass. Can we get Nando's after? All right. Let's get this over with. I'm going to town. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like seeing a bunch of teenagers get really uncomfortable watching <laughs> Like laughing. It was good. Because they don't know how to take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other people are in the room right now. Yeah, I think this is probably going to be a lot of people's sexual awakening. Yeah, I think in a they're, lot of they're ways. just putting in the jerk files in their brain, you know? Yeah, they're going to buy spank, the, they're gonna download it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Okay, notes? Dylan, notes yeah. for, uh, for see how they run. It's very short. Okay. See how they run. I wonder if Adrian Bodie is doing a Ray Liotta Henry Hill for his narration. Who did it? <laughs> Damn, I thought Adrian Bodie was going to have an easy-ass time in this movie just playing dead and shit. <laughs> oh, he did it. <laughs> she might have done it. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, she did it for sure. Wait, never mind. He did it. Oh, wait. Nope, he didn't do it. <laughs> No way he did it? No, wait. No, he didn't do it. Okay, she must have done it. Okay, now I'm getting pissed. He did it. Okay, now I know who did it. He definitely did it. All right, it's confirmed. He did do it. And then I just put, and I don't know if anyone will get it. A dog is not a cat. Yeah. Because he looks right at you like in a cat. Cat is not a dog. Yeah. Sam Rockwell did pretty much the same thing. He said, well, you did it. And then that was the end of the film. All right. To wrap it up here, delightful film. See how they run. Did he do it or did he not do it? I'm going to say he did it. He went to the movie. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. <laughs> See, Dylan is like just low key trying to like steal some of the joy I had from out of me. But here's the yeah. thing. Welcome to, welcome when, to my life, Brent. When you 1000% love something, it doesn't matter what anybody says about it. So I'm good. You right, want talk? my real opinion? I do. It's good. Thank you. All right. Speaking of 1000% loving a film, uh, Run the Bases <laughs> is a, uh, a very Jesus-y Jesus movie about yeah. a man oh, who man. coaches baseball. High school. And high school baseball. It <laughs> gets thrown in fucking jail for praying. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He gets thrown in jail for calisthenics. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, so I'm somewhat familiar with like the God is Dead cinematic universe, and I've been like keeping tabs on... Um, like the movie versions of grandma's chain letters, you know, Holy shit. Um, like I, I, I dabble, I dabble because okay. it's an interesting psyche, but like, bro, something is wrong in that community. Like there is levels. So wrong. This is so, this is like new levels of persecution complex. Martyrdom. Yeah. So there's no way to spice up the humor of this movie more than the actual plot itself. <laughs> Opens. Uh, kids are playing like high school baseball. There's two <laughs> brothers. One of them, like a teenage boy, dies on a fucking baseball field from a heart disease. Rounding third. Rounding third it. base, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking, it's the best. Like, kid grabs his heart, keels <laughs> over. Heart? Yes. Like, grabs his chest. Oh, okay. So I, I wasn't there for this. Keels over. The brother, who we're going to follow for the rest of the movie, runs out. Grabs him, crane shot him above. No, <laughs> cut to fucking funeral. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Oh, Not like ambulance parts. comes and like we yeah. can save him. We got him. He's gonna no. He just dies. At okay. this point in the theater, it's just myself, Colin, and then a random guy. Yeah, a random guy who second. was into it. If you watched him. When he left to go to the bathroom, and he was All gone right, for like enough. twenty to thirty seconds, he was somehow gone for that long. It was crazy. He was like walking backwards, like he was making sure he didn't miss that much. That's I was like, true. Whoa! This is the yeah. same theater where we saw Pause of Fury, and there was a dude just straight up sleeping through it. So it could like, have been the same guy. I think people <laughs> just go into that theater and kind of sleep off. off. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, and so it turns out that the brother, the the guy who's alive, the doctor's like, "Hey, guess what? You have the same disease." 
baseball fever if you're going <laughs> to die if you keep playing baseball. Somehow there's a scholarship for the alive brother to go to a, a Christian college, and he goes there, but he can't fight the bug. He can't play baseball, but he gets into coaching. Gets married. Cut! 20 years ahead. We now have a complete different actor. I feel bad for the girl that played his teenage wife because she's on screen for like two seconds. You see her getting married and then it's cut to him as an adult and then he has an adult wife who's a completely separate person. I pieced it together in the movie. Yes. Because I only showed up late. Yes. But I assume the girl that told him to go to college, which is the girl that turned her hat backwards and said, That's his sister. That's, that's sister. a sister? Right. Yeah. Then why did they show the wife turn her hat back? Exactly. No reason. Right. Also, oh, I, I, God. But I will give Dylan credit for being timely enough to catch the stained glass window in the boys' bathroom. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That is awesome. of, a, of a person uh, striking yeah. a baseball with a bat. <laughs> they got the Church of Baseball in their bedroom. <laughs> the be- this is the best part. Jesse hasn't seen Wait, it. In She's the like, bedroom? Yeah. yeah. It was like as a teenager. He had a, a stained gla- glass, stained glass of someone playing baseball. It so expensive. Well, listen. I think it was like a printed picture of it. There's no way I was Well, God is good, Justine. <laughs> Facts. So, Anywho, so know, now steal. he's into coaching. 20 years ahead, lead high school coach at a Christian school, and his kids are fucking rampaging. Anywhere yes. from five to nine state championships. Yes. Yeah. He get, this lures <laughs> the attention of a arbitrary big city in Texas to... Dallas. Uh, no, he had to move to Dallas. That's the for whole rear? Yeah, you don't nah, that? not for rear. Because no you don't know what he's being was... for rear. I swear you're to not God. being for rear. You think right I now. made up Dallas, Texas? <laughs> yes. I... No, I wouldn't. You make lie up... all the time. I'm not smart enough to all make right. up Dallas. Well, Texas. So let's say for the sake of conversation that it's Dallas, Texas. They fucking uh, move... he moves his family there. He starts coaching at this new place. Oh, it was the best too because like he's talks to his uh, wife. He's like, hey, I got an offer to go to uh, the big city of Dallas, quote unquote, for much more money. And the wife's like, well, you said no right he goes uh i don't know maybe we should think about it you can't be serious they start yelling we grew up in this small town i want to live here my whole life for some reason yeah fucking good movie uh he goes to dallas he starts coaching there's some convoluted thing about like they want to win the state championship and okay here's my my gripe with this film because there's only one flaw um (laughs) his whole coaching style is like guys it's not about if you win you or you lose. It's about the content of your character. So I'm not making you guys win championships. I'm making you uh, just be, be yeah, better young boys. This is a good boy factory. We'll probably win because good boys win. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to turn you into good boys and not worry about winning. So if that was the case, if it was just like my, my teaching style is about morality and this big business guy who hired me to coach high school fucking baseball is like his thing is about winning that is a conflict and i think there's some vague thing about like if they win a championship then they get to build a baseball stadium at their high school again that would be enough but here's where the weird fucking persecution complex comes in the coach guy him and his son they running the bases before every game as like a ritual in honor of the brother who died. They don't like preach to the, the, the crowd. I think they just, before the game starts, they take run a lap. Right. They run it's like the they bases. might as well, yeah, do like some sit-ups. It's not, it's not and, a big deal. And, and so eventually one of the teammates is like, hey, why do you do that? And the, the kid, the son of the baseball coach man, he's like, well, to honor my brother and also like the Lord. And it's just a yeah. thing, our little thing that we do. Sometimes I join my dad, sometimes I don't. And they're like, all right, cool. The bad guy, who's just a fucking bad guy for no reason, he catches wind of this and he's Duh. like... Are you talking about this guy? Yeah, there's a bad guy who talks with like Will Arnett's like cartoonish villain voice. <laughs> I need those champions. I hired you to win these games. <sighs> but I just want to teach young boys how to be good boys. Doesn't matter. Just win, baby. That's not how I coach. <laughs> Anyways, um, they run the bases and they're like, wait a second. This is a public park. That's a form of prayer. We're going to start fining you $250 every time you run around. And we're going to have a cop where the third base coach would be to write you those tickets. <laughs> Wait, does he have to just get to third base and he gets a ticket? What if he only goes no, to second? No, he goes when he gets home. And this goes on for a while. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, the kid of the bad guy stays the night at the coach's house like with for his son. <laughs> they're on the team. I know that sounds bad. Yeah, Dylan, take it from here. All right, so they're the, the bad guy's son. Right. And then two random kids in the team. Right. They're just in the coach's house, like yes. sleeping over with uh, the coach's kid. Right. They're playing PS4. I'm guessing MLB the show. They're just playing more baseball. <laughs> they do make it specific that it's a baseball game and that it's PS4 for some reason. The bad guy's kid 
just randomly sees a Bible like on the table behind the couch. He's like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then like the kid's like, oh, that's the Bible. Can you can you read me something off of it? Like, Wait, doesn't he drop it? The, the, the coach's son grabs the book and like something behind him. Yeah, like falls. a picture frame falls. Yeah, yeah But yeah. they just keep that in the movie. Yeah, because you could tell like the <laughs> other kid like paused, but then they just kept going. <laughs> So he's reading him passages from the Bible and the kid's like, can you uh, read me a passage of like, I'm loved or something like that? And the kid's like, oh, yes, uh, Palms 489, uh, Jesus loves you. Oh, interesting. Can you read me another one? All right, Matthew 489, uh, God loves you too. And then my favorite scene of the whole film. So everyone's asleep at this point. Yeah, everyone's asleep. Like he turns over, like he's like kind of crying. Yeah, the, the bad guy's son. Yeah, I call him the Goldberg of this film. Goldberg sure. from like the Mighty Ducks. Gotcha. So like, um, he turns around. He looks like he's crying. He stares right at you. Yeah, like breaks to the camera. <laughs> he's like kind of smiling, and then it cuts to like kind of the same frame, still staring at you, emerging from the water. Oh, they just cut to him having like being baptized, like the next morning. <laughs> and I was like. What? It just happened, like, so quickly. So now part of the bad guy's beef with the coach is that he gave my son a Bible. That actual line is mentioned in the movie. Yeah, before they go to the house, also, like, a good part, not the best part. Obviously, the best part is the <laughs> baptism. But the another good part is when he's telling his dad that he's going to go to the coach's house. He's all like, we're going to have a barbecue, play video games, smoke a smirch. Huh? What'd you just say? Not Nothing. We're just going to play video games and talk about baseball. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, he had to like hide that they were going to church the next day. The dad wouldn't allow him to sleep over yeah. if he was going to church. <laughs> the bad guy's uh, wife died of cancer and she was a Christian. And he's like, well, the God didn't save her. So thus, I hate God. Anyways, this goes on for a while. Him collecting fines. The fines getting mysteriously paid. Uh, and then they're just like, at some point, they're like, you know what? That was too many prayers. Now you're going to jail. The motherfucker goes to jail. Like, orange jumpsuit, jail. Yeah. This then, is psychotic. Bail is $15,000, and I don't know how it works in Texas. In California, I think it's 10%. So if your bail is yeah. $10,000, you have to pay $1,000, and you get it back if you go to court. Yep. Or no, no, no. It's $150,000 bail. That's right. Because I was saying, well, it should be 15000 so you could get out. Oh, like, is that what it was? Yeah. It was $150,000 bail. Got it. Which I'll have to assume, since they couldn't get it together to get him out of jail, was... Like one point five million for it to be ten percent down to one hundred and fifty thousand. Yes, it's, it's so it's for, so absurd for quote unquote praying. He wasn't even praying. <sighs> the jail sequence is like fucking twenty minutes. He gets he's he's in jail. This is where the martyrdom comes in because they have people of color jump his ass. A guy with not MS thirteen but M three <laughs> tattooed on his face. Uh, like jumps the guy. He's all fucking beat up. So in <laughs> once he's in jail, he converts a guy. This was a part that I liked a lot. So he's playing with the jail cards, as one does. Deck of cards. Deck of cards um, that are like jail property. <laughs> jail <cards. laughs> this one guy comes up, and he's just like, uh, so you're a preacher? He goes, no, I'm not a preacher. I'm just in for praying. The guy's like, ah, I'm going to prison for 30 years, man. I'm fucking done. God doesn't like me. And he's like, all right, let me fucking break this down to you, dum-dum. What's the highest card in the deck, the most important uh, card? That would be an ace of spades. All right, so here's the ace of spades, the most important card, right? And he throws it on the ground and steps on it. And then he plucks it up. He's like, still the most important card? Yeah. Okay, okay, check this out. Crumples up the card, right? Oh, man, you don't, totally have, don't, you don't, got, you don't got to do that, man. That's the, the prison <laughs> deck, man. Fucks up the goddamn deck. Anyways, still the highest card? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rips the fucking thing oh, in man, half. Oh, man, why you got to rip the card now, man? <laughs> now, is it the highest card? No. Okay, but check it out, dum-dum. Okay. I can always tape it back together, what? right? Boom, big reveal. What the fuck? Thus God loves you. Um, <laughs> and like, so that guy goes to prison, but he keeps the card that has the, that's taped together, and they read scripture, he converts them. And then I forget how he gets out. The, the His wife finds a letter. Oh, uh, look who wrote you this letter. Or it's look, the most Doesn't this name look familiar? That can't be Teddy Graham or whatever the fuck his yeah. name was. And then the, the lawyer lady comes out. Hey, uh, your bail has been set also. Um, 
You know, yeah, it's like, kind of illegal that you're in this jail. <laughs> the school board, mind you, is also in the meeting. Like, what the fuck are you doing putting this guy in jail? <laughs> He's just running around. Like, we're getting so much hate mail because you put this coach in jail. Clearly an amateur set dresser because every scene just has an inordinate amount of fruit. At the, the school board meeting, like, there's just the middle of a conference table. There's just, like, tons of fruit for no reason. <laughs> okay, this movie did my favorite thing. And okay. It did it three times. My new favorite thing. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed this. <laughs> Had an awakening during Yes, absolutely. Uh, It praised God, and they're right for that. That's my favorite thing. (laughs) No, um, they come in like mid conversation. So it's just two guys like, yeah, so I guess ultimately we just can't uh, eat there. Oh, hey, Ryan, what's (laughs) going on? And then the real scene starts. They do that like three times, just mid conversation. Just like, oh, we're going to be playing the Tigers this weekend. Oh, hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, what are you doing home? (laughs) That's my new favorite thing in movies. I'm going to be so excited every time I see it. Fast forward, he gets out of jail, he's coaching him again. Like, all the kids are on the bases. Including the, a, the he, other team. Yeah, the opposite team. The, yeah. And I swear to God, he delivers, like, a two-minute monologue of just, like, God is cool, I like God a lot. Uh, what I'm doing, it's cool, too, because I love God. And it's just, whatever, everything wraps up. Bad guy is fired, forgives his son for going to church. Oh, he starts drinking for Dude, a listen, and movie ends. Like, again... Are the Christians okay? Like, are they all right? Are they doing well? Like, check up on them. God is dead. Like, I don't know how to put it. There's just something cute and simple about him. This is like, oh, you really, this is your worldview is like, you're going to spend time in jail just praying to yourself. And okay, I'm going to take my fedora off after saying this. It's like, how tone deaf are you in the light of like, actual legislation passing (laughs) that restricting people's rights based on essentially people's religious ideals. The wave of this to be like, you know what the real problem is? Can't run around a baseball field without going to jail. (laughs) It's delusion. It's it's insanity. And it's kind of like fun to watch, if I'm being honest. (laughs) (laughs) You know what this film, I'll tell you what, this film made me respect Gigi and Nate a lot because I felt that Gigi and Nate, the movie with the monkey, was like, like oh, it's kind of Jesus-y. But then you see like family-friendly, Lifetime movie-ish, and like Jesus-y, Jesus-y. Those are very different. I'm with you, yeah, because like I had the same impression of uh, Gigi and Nate, the brother of our, our main character. We thought he was just you know having like a issue where he'd maybe have a health problem. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he can just get a monkey. Yeah. But then it just cuts to a funeral. I'm like, well, monkey's not going to do any good at a funeral. No, this is a mo- there was zero monkeys in this yeah. movie. Gigi and Nate had um, at least one. So that big leg up for Gigi and Nate. I I, got, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of down. I'm going to keep watching these Are you really going to yeah. keep going? Yeah, just, let me know when you go. Yeah, I know. Me and Dylan at least can go. You fuckers, is... you know I can't not go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the FOMO. You don't have to go. It's yeah, sit it out. You're a weak yeah. man. It's okay. If there's nine of them, you can watch at least six of them. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> out. Six <laughs> is the devil's number, though. Oh. So you yeah. might want to go seven. You know what? I am going to sit them out. Yeah, you know, some of us don't love the Lord as much as others, and that's okay. You know where me and Colin met? Where? Church. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Overall, uh, how many how many bases out of four are you going to run? Four. I'll also run four. Eight out of four, really. I'm going to do two laps. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Dylan. I'm going to work the outside of the plate for a few pitches. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get the count up to 3-0. Okay, okay. Plunk the batter right in the face. Yes. What do you think about that? That sounds good, but you know what's funny? You just reminded me. (laughs) In the movie, they're like throwing fucking like wild pitches and like strike <laughs> yeah. close like yeah, yeah. off the plate it's like what the fuck are you doing I will say this yeah to anybody that wants to watch a baseball movie this is not a baseball movie <laughs> they don't know what baseball any is. capacity <laughs> yeah. I, fuck I just it's all coming back <laughs> the funny part is that like um, so he's like hey we need your help building our team up okay and he's like there, first game they win. And it's not like they needed his help at all. Yeah. Like then like after four wins, for some reason there's a montage of him showing them how to play the game. You guys are like varsity or whatever. Like what the fuck are you like teaching? And like he got paid double to go there. I love it. When I went to the front counter and said, one for running <laughs> What? One for running the bases. Uh, the guy said, "Oh, the baseball movie." And I was like, yeah. "I said, yeah." Oh, and then Dylan walks in, stares at the screen, and then immediately walks out of the theater. That's not for bit. sure. I was in this theater by myself for a good half hour or so before Colin showed up, and I thought to myself, 
this would be the most amazing prank of all time to make the guy least interested in seeing a Christian movie go watch a Christian movie by himself. And I thought for a split second that yeah. might be in play. Sorry, again, we're not that funny. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're funny just... enough to think about it, not enough to do it. Me and Dylan cook a lot of Jamie Kennedy experience type uh, bits <laughs> yeah. uh, pointed against you, Brent, but follow we, through. We can't with, pull. Yeah, exactly. Zero of them. Too much of a soul. <laughs> Thanks to these movies. Yeah, yeah, like. exactly. Okay, we've been doing a lot of talking. Uh, Justine, do you want to talk about uh, a movie that me and you went to see called The Silent Twins? The Silent Twins is a biopic. Okay. Very stylized biopic about two of the most interesting people that I've ever learned about. They're June and Jennifer Gibbons, twins. They were born in the 60s, Welsh, and uh, they never spoke to anybody. They yeah. just only hung out with each other and spoke their own little twin language and wouldn't talk to anybody else. Like they got in trouble at school. They tried getting them doctors and stuff to try to see why they wouldn't talk to anybody. And they just never, they never did. It's Letitia Wright. And I failed to look up who the other, who the other sister is played by, but they both do a good job. It's yeah. a, it's really well acted. It's like a movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're engaged. There's different parts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then there's like, and then there's really cool elements too, where they like, um, really they just didn't want to interact with other people, but they would just write all the time. Like they kept journals. They wrote little stories. They wrote plays and all this stuff. So the way that this movie handles it, they have animation parts they are kind of narrating their stories and on screen you see like these little animals and little people and it's kind of a little scary looking <laughs> yeah it's like claymation or stop motion animation. yeah yeah it's a there's a dusting of a tool music video to it <laughs> that is what the marketing looked like to yeah me. it stays yeah. on the right side of it though so it's not creepy for creepy sake and again these vignettes only kind of happen to sort of illustrate their writing mm -hmm. so it's a kind of way to block off like their fantasy world versus reality reality. Yeah. What was that Bjork movie where she's like a factory worker? Dancer in the Dark. Do you think there's kind of a comparison to this? Because I was kind of reminded of it from like the more surreal vignettes. Yeah, like the I, contrast I, yeah to... I could see that where it's like there's a harsh life, you know, right. but there's an escape through their writing and through her musicals. And, yeah. and it's kind of really sad <laughs> yes a character study i guess but it's also you know a story that has a point and wraps up and has real big dramatic punctuation exclamation point kind of things and i i like this movie a lot i a certified dum-dum was even able to like connect with uh, what was going on in it partly because this is based in reality I loved that it's a portrayal of some weirdo outsiders and you don't get to have your fun with it. You know, like they don't <laughs> kill anyone. They're not like genius writers who become like famous after one of them dies. They're published, you know, like they're acknowledged. No, they're just fucking weirdos and like antisocial as fuck. They burn place down and they fucking cuff glue and shit. And it's like, yeah, this is fucking, <laughs> I like this. I think you're artsy weirdos they want to see fantasy portrayal of outsiders like i'm just a special person and no one knows it and then i get discovered and it's a narrative and it's a story but it's like no you don't get that these motherfuckers would not like you you would not get along with them <laughs> yeah. they would steal your shit they're fucking they're little creepy creeps the creepy <laughs> fucking creeps running around being creeps like this is what a real outsider is they fight with they each fight other viciously yeah it's, it's like so cool fighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yeah it's not all fun and games it's fucking real life that's why weirdos and like really strange actual human beings they're not people you really want to be around <laughs> they're definitely romanticized yes usually. and this was this stayed so clear of that again after seeing a pearl which i liked pearl there don't get me wrong but um after seeing a very romanticized version of a weirdo it's like no here's some real fucking weirdos yeah <laughs> these kids didn't have like monologues in it <laughs> no yeah. oh, you were begging for them to give you yeah. some insight no, into their world they show you some insight through their writing have their own secret world which gets out of hand because they have such a power struggle they like they mirror each other they move at the same time and they'll walk in step and you know the people are super creeped out all right well we're gonna send you away after they yeah, burn a tractor store down for fun i'm in <laughs> 
And they're like, well, you can't send them to jail. Look at them. And so yeah. they're like, all right, well, they're going to go to this institution. So they go there and just do worse. And then they try to split them up. And that goes even worse. Like, they they won't eat. Like, they're really violent. And they're like, okay, we got to put them back together. So they put them <laughs> back together. But um, they eat on summer days. Like, it started to get less like they were doing things as one and more like one of them was trying to take over. And so um, eventually one of them dies because they are bad together. <laughs> one of them decides that um, she's going to go so the other one can sort of have a shot. And it doesn't jump off a building or anything, just dies of yeah. mysterious causes. <laughs> Decides that she was like, one of us got to die. It'll be me. Bye. It's yeah. like, like those like twin powers that we don't know about because we don't got yeah. twins. All right. yeah. It was really creepy. But she she legit was like, they were talking about it. And then one of us has to go. And then one of them was like, all right, it's going to be me. I'm going to die. And Weird. then the next day dies. And they're yeah. like, there was no reason for this. It was something to do with like a heart. Her heart stopped. She stopped her heart, apparently. Yeah, it was just real. It was, a, it was a powerful film. I really enjoyed it. So Justine's been standing these creepy creeps for a long time. I've been like hearing about yeah. them for some time now, which is kind of why we did like a priority. Like yeah. I didn't want the scheduling is kooky with these films. So I was like, we definitely had to see it. I'm really glad I saw it in the theater because I think I probably would have been looking at no, my phone yeah. a lot if this is on Netflix or something. Mm -hmm. And so I guess if it if it does hit the streaming platforms and you want to watch it, just, uh, you know, actually focus and pay attention to it. Overall, uh, Silent Twins, um, on on three, say nothing. <laughs> if you like the film, speak up if you don't. One, two, three. All right, speaking of standing <laughs> for a hell of a long time, uh, Brent, you went on a solo mission. You watched, oh, yes. I watch did. Clerks 3. Tell the people about Clerks 3. Yeah, um, like Wes Anderson, a lot of people have fallen out with Kevin Smith because of recent output. You know, a, another installment of Clerks. People are like, "Do we need that?" Especially after uh, where they were perceiving his um, his craft to be. However, uh, this was a, quite a pleasant surprise. Um, you, of course, know everybody that's in this movie because it's the same people over and over and over. Plot for this one's pretty simple. Uh, Randall still working in the Quick Stop. Him and Dante. Jay and Silent and Bob just kind of live next door in the old video store. <laughs> Together? Right. Yeah. Heterosexual um, life mates. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Randall has a heart attack. Kevin right. Smith, of course, had a heart attack you know, years prior. So he writes a lot of the knowledge that he gained from that experience into this movie. Randall has a realization that he's done nothing in his life and kind of gets this vision that he needs to do something for himself. So he decides to make a movie. And that movie is Clerks. All right. So it, they kind of like do shot for shot. They bring back everybody from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know Rosario Dawson died in Clerks 2. Did really? she? No, they, she gets in the car. Okay. Because she does the drive through and then she jumps in the car. In Clerks 3, she's dead. Spoiler. But she's still <laughs> there, like talking to him, for, like on top of her grave and stuff. And there's a part where Dante dies for a little bit and she hangs out with him in a movie theater. It's, it's really bizarre. I will say this, though. It's actually pretty good because, again, Kevin actually had a life experience to draw from. He put a lot of heart into this, no pun intended. Um, this is probably the best movie where cryptocurrency is the hero in the end for the store and for the movie. A lot of cameos, obviously. Uh, Kevin Smith kind of drops the Silent Bob thing where he starts talking a lot pretty early on in the movie. Jay now has veneers. All right. A little weird. <laughs> Pretty fucking funny. Um, they're living in the video store. They've forgotten that it's a video store. They're like, motherfucker, you own it. That's so great. somehow they own it. Um, yeah, it's, it's convoluted in a way, but, you know, like, like I said, there's a lot of heart there. I went in with no expectations yeah. because the reboot movie I thought wasn't very good. Um, so in that regard, yeah, it, it, it was shockingly yeah. good i would say I, I i felt like clerks 2 was a little glossy for my taste yeah and jay and silent bob reboot was a little too fan servicey yeah. so where do you put this one on that scale this is you know it's it's weird because it's heavy on the fan, fan right, service. right right down to the fact where they're just refilming clerk scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. to be the movie within the movie but there is some heaviness to it you know because like your your two mains are are dying they haven't taken care of themselves, you know. So it's like there, there is a gravitas that uh, elevates it beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. the fan service. But if you just want the fan service, it's, it's there in spades. Yeah. New device. There's like these two 
kind of like proteges of Jay and Silent Bob. So right, now right. Kind of oh, got, the generations are going to yeah, okay. and and they're start off as Jesus freaks, but right. then because um, Randall, their hero, has a heart attack, one of the kids blames it on the Lord and promises and says, "Hey, the Lord hasn't been answering my prayers, so I'm going to like say, Satan, if you're there, I'm going to devote myself to you and be in your service." Yeah. So throughout the movie, the running gag is that these uh, these two kids get more and more caught up in different subgenres of Satanism. Okay. Aesthetically, you know what I mean? So there's parts where they're like they're like they're like frilly vampire, yeah, you know, yeah, vibes. Yeah. There's like black metal, you know, corpse paint era, and they just keep going further and further into them. So that's like a nice thing that that runs through, through yeah. the whole movie. Uh, I enjoyed it a, a lot, and I would All definitely right. recommend it for sure. Yeah, I, I'm, if, if it gets a wider release, I'll yeah, this one it's like it's got a it had a one week run at Regal, but it was like a fandom event. Yeah. I feel like we talk about Kevin Smith somehow every podcast. Yeah, we are we are. Kevin Smith sympathizers. I'd say, I mean, I'd we say it's a not streamer. not anti Kevin Smith movies at all. And yeah, I'd really like to stream this one. Or was it funny? Uh, yeah, th- th- there was laughs for sure. Um, for you, not really being into like his whole universe. Yeah. Yeah, you probably wouldn't enjoy this one. <laughs> and I'm sure you have to have seen the other ones for it to make any sense. Well, I right? forced you at gunpoint to watch Clerks 1 at least. I don't think. I swear I have. I remember having a gun. Yeah. Pointing it at you. And then I said, do it, this. coward. He's do doing it. Berserker. And He's then doing then Berserker. Then this is Berserker. You'd have to be dyed in the wool, yes. Kevin Smith fan. I'm guilty. Dylan, you're, you're guilty? Yeah. So yeah, we'll be we'll be in when it's when it's wider. So uh, for rating clerks, check it out. <laughs> All right. So that is five goddamn movies we talked about. <sighs> Dylan, time for you to take us out. Unlimited. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. There was a lot of movies this episode. <laughs> it was crazy. Anyway, next week we're gonna have more and more movies for you. We got Bros, we got Smile, and the Come Up. Too many movies to summarize. So for now, we say thank you and goodbye. <laughs>